0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. We are fortunate enough to welcome Steve Hayes to the conversation. Steve, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. I get to look forward to four hours and 45 minutes of debate watching tonight. <laughs> That's going to involve about an one and a half quarts of Bushmills, if my calculations are correct. <laughs>
1: Whatever gets you through, man. Whatever. Whatever gets you through.
0: It's our job, right? So mm-hmm. let me just, is there anything to be watching for in the uh, happy hour JV debate? Do Are we noticing anything from there?
1: You know, I mean, honestly, I don't think much. Um, Bobby Jindal would be the the candidate to watch in that debate. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that Carly Fiena has sort of graduated to the, the A-level debate and right. that Rick Perry is um dropped out means that he doesn't have the kind of credible competition that would allow him to make him uh self a more credible candidate for for moving up so probably not much they
0: should have moved Christie and uh maybe rampall or one other down because i actually think it would help them because they would have a broader you know bigger stage for that time and they could do what carly did and bounce out but as of now like you said there's not a lot going on there so we turn it to tonight and the question i have for you uh Can anyone escape Donald Trump's political gravitational field, or is he the sun king of this political universe and all the other planets are just stuck in his rotation?
1: You know, I mean, right now it it seems that way, although I have to say that both in national polls and and apparently in a New Hampshire poll that's going to be out today at 5 o'clock, you've seen Ben Carson uh, move up and Mm -hmm. and almost make this sort of a bipolar world. Um, You know, the, the real question, I think, for Trump is, is he the same Donald Trump or does he try to be more substantive and more subdued and and you know sp- like a serious candidate. There are downsides for him if he tries to do that, of course. I mean, he's where he is for for a reason, and I think it's largely this sort of outsized persona that people see on their TV screens nearly constantly now for the past couple months. So if he breaks character, that's not necessarily a good thing. But then the the second question on that is, if he doesn't, and if he doesn't get more substantive, and he doesn't offer more policy ideas, is this sustainable? And I think the answer to that is, in all likelihood, no. But we seem to be in certainly new territory with this Trump candidate.
0: If I were a Trump fan, I would be begging him to ignore Steve Hayes of the Weekly Standard of Fox News as much as possible because he's doing great with a substance-free campaign. And you know who else is running a substance-free campaign? Hillary Clinton. And she's still, despite the Bernie Sanders thing, the front runner over there. She's running on identity politics, and she's always run on identity politics. He's running on identity politics. That's the whole race right there. Yeah, I think
1: that's true to a certain extent, although you can say, if you go and you look at that Hillary Clinton's last three or four speeches, they're at least built around themes that have policy implications. I mean, for, for most of what Trump does, I mean, last night was a supposedly a national security speech, and he occasionally touched on national security, but it was mostly... <laughs> <laughs> a donald trump speech about donald trump which all his speeches are right. and you're right i mean look there is no doubt that that, that has worked for him look at the polls that mm-hmm. that's why he is where he is and we, we maybe we are maybe we have come to this point in our society where people care more about reality tv and sort of you know voluble candidates right. who are saying very little substantively but saying it loud and saying it often Maybe that's where we are in this country. I think it'd be a bad point for the country, but But if that's the case, then then you'll be right, and I'll be wrong, and Trump Trump <laughs> should certainly ignore me and, and d- d- less substance is better for him i would case.
0: I would try this. It's not that we're a country that demands a reality TV uh, candidate. But we are a country that demands candidates with some reality TV in them. And that's what's depressing to me, Steve, about watching this race is why haven't the other candidates figured this out? You don't have to, to you know, Trumpify yourself, but show that you understand the media, that you get the, how the conversation works in the media and join the, the swim. You know, it's interesting. Ben Carson, I think, is the holdout for the, old, the people who want zero reality TV. And I think that's going to limit him. I also think what limits Ben Carson is He's not a fighter. And the one thing I will say about the mood of the GOP electorate this year, Steve, they are feisty and want to fight.
1: Right. No, no question about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's a good point. It's a good question why the other candidates haven't done it. On the other hand, as you point out, Ben Carson is the anti reality TV candidate, and he is now at or near parallel with, with mm-hmm. Donald Trump in, in statewide polls uh, and in national polls. And Marco Rubio, who I think has done the best job of sort of adapting to this new media world without becoming Trumpified, um, you know, is still at 5, 6, 7% in a lot of these polls. I mean, Rubio's done some, I think, very clever and interesting things with his. Own videos, putting those out. He stops right. and he talks to TMZ, which is certainly a non-traditional outlet for Republican candidates. Um, he's not your father's Republican or your grandmother's Republican. He's a different kind of Republican, but he's a different kind of Republican that of has yet hasn't broken through. And you know, I, I think part of that may be that Rubio doesn't um, offer the kind of anger and frustration that that defines Donald Trump and that so many. Republican voters feel, so many grassroots right. conservatives, so many of us who do this for a living <laughs> feel that that anger and frustration at Washington, um, but just don't think that Donald Trump is necessarily the solution to that.
0: Right. So uh, the the other name that's been bandied about a lot, we mentioned it briefly, uh, uh, Carly Fiorina, and uh, I have said from the beginning, she can be the nominee. She just has to run a perfect campaign. She cannot make a single misstep. So far, the high wire, she's held every step. Uh, what does she do tonight? What does she need to do tonight? Anything? So I think the the
1: big challenge for her is to, to take on Trump and to do it in a strong and forceful way, but without becoming a victim, without portraying herself as a victim. I mean, Trump has certainly taken some shots. I think they were, you know, misogynistic, uh, uncalled for unnecessary, um, things that he should apologize for, but it doesn't affect him and I think thus far, she's handled it pretty well. She put out this, this short ad talking about her face. She gives speeches where mm-hmm. she kind of defiantly says, look, I'm proud of my face. And and I think she's thus far, uh, she's refused to, to call for an apology from, from Trump and thus far um, not really played identity politics right. in the way that a Hillary Clinton has and the way that oh. a Donald Trump has. She needs to continue to resist that temptation. I think it, the temptation will be there probably tonight, and I think she'll do much better better if she resists that temptation. What
0: I love about Carla Fino so far is how she turns the Trump stuff into an attack on Hillary. Do you remember in the first, What her, to me her standout line in the first debate at the uh, JV t- table was when she said, how many people here have got got a phone call from the Clintons before you got in this race? Yeah. And that wasn't just a smack on Trump, that was a smack on the Clintons and you know how political they are and this notion that they're you know into this backroom back-channel politics. When she turned that Trump comment into an add that ad was not designed to go after Trump voters. That ad was clearly just targeting yeah. Hillary voters. That's no, I think,
1: smart. I think that's true. And and look, I think you know to, to take that point one step further, the, the other thing that, that she's done and that she did in that line in, in that debate is to challenge Trump on some of his old policies. And I right. think you're likely to see more of the candidates do that. Scott Walker, who had been reluctant to challenge mm. Trump in any kind of a frontal way, uh, did so two days ago uh, on the stump. Um, you know, his poll numbers are down. He I think he probably feels like he needs to do something dramatic. But I think you're going to see, you know, both in the debate tonight and then moving forward as we get closer to the to the Iowa caucuses, the other candidates challenge Trump in a direct way about his past positions. And thus far, Trump has really, you know, there's been some talk about them. There's been, uh, you know, they've been mentioned, but he hasn't gotten the kind of scrutiny of his right. past positions and I think of his business deals that is coming. And I think that has the potential to do some real damage to he
0: him. He thinks, so. see, I don't think so. I think we... We hit it on earlier that he, he's the uh, pipeline for the anger and frustration people feel. And I think the, the smart thing to do tonight would be to show not to do the yes, I understand you know, your frustration, but to show your frustration, too, to get his perfect example. Uh, I've been asking my uh, listeners, Steve. What do you want to hear someone say tonight? And what I want to hear someone say tonight is this Iran deal is a horrifying disaster. It is the fault of our Republican leaders who screwed this up in Congress. And Mitch McConnell needs to do one thing and needs to announce it tonight. We are going to blow up the filibuster for this one vote. They cheat. They don't play by the rules. They bring a treaty and pretend it's not a treaty. Well, we then are going to do the right thing and confront it. I would love to see someone do that because they meant it. You know what I mean? To, to the way that I'm really? It right now, the way you did it last night on Fox. Watch you on Fox last night. You just nailed this, and I, I predict that not one of the guys or gals will do that tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. I mean, it, it'll be interesting. They've all said they've all expressed their frustrations, but they haven't sort of gone that next step. And mm-hmm. I think that that you know that'll be an interesting. Wait, wait, wait! I want to challenge you
0: right there. I don't think we've seen much expression of frustration. I think what we've seen is acknowledgement. Yes, I understand people are frustrated. No, I want to see you. I want to see you. Do no, a... I you know, I don't. I, I don't agree
1: with that necessarily. Okay. I mean, I think it depends on which candidate you're talking about. So we're probably both right on that. But you know, when I'm when I'm out following these folks around. Around the, mm. the, the country Or in the, these early states They're getting pretty frustrated And they, they get these questions and they respond with frustration mm-hmm. It's not the same kind of Frustration that Donald Trump Offers um, and and look, Trump gets a lot of the attention that he gets because of the way that he talks, and it's this you know sort of a caricature, always referring to himself, citing his uncles who went to MIT as evidence that he's the smartest guy in the room. I mean, it's it's this kind of insanity that gets people to to tune in, which then gives him an opportunity. To express his frustration. That doesn't mean that some of these other candidates aren't also expressing this frustration. They're just not doing it in the kind of flamboyant way that gets the attention that Trump is getting these days. So we don't see it as much. And certainly they're not, you know, they're not on O'Reilly every day. They're not on CNN every day. They're, right. not, uh, they're not on the, 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 the news channels like Trump is.
0: Uh, well, i got to let you go. What is the one thing you want one of the candidates to say? For example, I'd love it if Rand Paul stood up and said, look, yes, I'm a libertarian. Of course, I smoke pot. What's the problem? I wish you would just do that. Get that out of the way. Steve Hayes, what's the one thing you want one of these folks to say?
1: I would like Donald Trump to say, yes, I was a liberal and yes, I remain a liberal today.
0: <laughs> Steve Hayes with the Weekly Standard, Fox News. Are you doing post-debate stuff tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm doing it at Hannity, although I think it's going to come in the third hour of the debate. So if anybody's sick of the debate and wants to click <laughs> over to Hannity, join
0: us. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.